Lord God, Heavenly Father, the time is close. It's a handful of days till we, we celebrate the King riding into Jerusalem. It's but a few days before we hear the Hosannas and a few more days before we hear the Crucify Him. Father, we pray in the time that we have remaining in this Lenten season that once again you would help us by the power of your spirit and word to, to focus not so much on the things of the world but to focus on our Savior who came into the world who offer himself for us in our place for our sins. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our epistle reading today gives us some very instructful insight into St. Paul and how he understands what it means to follow Christ. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more, he writes. Circumcised on the eighth day of the, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. Born. Born as a Jew following all of the customs and the laws of the Jewish people, that a male child should be circumcised on the eighth day, that his claim is to Israel through the tribe of Benjamin. As to the law of Pharisee, we don't often think of St. Paul as being from one of those groups the Pharisees who were out to, in a sense, destroy Jesus. And Paul calls himself a Pharisee as to zeal a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Now, think about those words for a moment. He's a zealous man wanting to defend the faith. As we've heard on Wednesday, he goes out and he's the one who rounds up the Christians and brings them in to imprison them and even to put them to death. And he sees as a Pharisee, as a zealous man in his persecutions, that he by his works, by his actions, by his life, has to be declared righteous under the law. 
He's doing everything right and therefore blameless. If we pause here, we can ask a question. Why is Paul this way? Why is he zealous? Why is he a Pharisee? Why is he the way he is? It's his understanding of how one obtains God's grace, God's mercy, God's life. I do it all in the right way, in the right time, with the right passion and the right zeal, and then I am in right with God. It's all about how he lives. But then these words. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Let me read, repeat that. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. You understand what, what he's saying here? All of the works, all of the things that I did to gain God's favor, everything that I achieved and accomplished to credit to my own righteousness, I have to let go of it. I have to count it as lost because you see, my hands are so full of that. My life and my heart are so full of that that if I'm focused that way, there is no room for Christ. It's not about what I do. It's about letting go all of what I do and all of what I think I'm earning and doing right and trying to pat myself on the back so that I may know Him. I 
I count everything as loss. I let go of it all because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Christ is worth more. And knowing him is worth more. Martha or Mary? The doing or the knowing? Sometimes We spend so much time doing things for God that we forget to spend time with Christ. That I may know him. That I may know what he came into this world to do. That I might know what he went through for me that I might know Christ and his righteousness for my life. The righteousness of Christ for me. See that righteousness, that being in that correct, that, that rightly shaped relationship with God is not about what we do, but it's all about what Christ has done for us in giving his life on a cross. It's all about the shedding of his blood. It's about acknowledging who he is and what he's done. The righteousness that we receive by the very body and blood of Christ in the sacrament. That understanding that it's all about him. Paul lets go of it all so that he might gain Christ. And being found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, and that I in my life might share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. You see, what Paul is saying here is that his life is so focused on Christ that he's not going to be worried about the what, what the world throws at him or what the world does because he's walking by faith. And yes, walking by faith might mean that he suffers. It might even mean that he dies. But in so doing, he gains the resurrection from the dead. What we learn from Paul is how to become singularly focused that's hard
not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Forgetting what lies behind. Those are hard words for me. Because I'm a history buff and a historian at heart, and I was first reading these words many years ago, and I'm thinking, that means I don't pay attention to the past. No, that's not what it means. We learn from the past, we learn from our mistakes. We know that we're a sinful people. And we need Christ. So, in the words of Luther, what does this mean? What does it mean to forget what lies behind? I actually had these words that I had typed up. Get that typed up. You don't know what that is on a typewriter, on a small three by five card that I had thumbtacked to the door of my dorm room for the entire time I was in seminary, forgetting what lies behind. You got to do that. In the seminary. Because there are going to be those times when you walk with discouragement down the hallway knowing that you just blew the last test or the last quiz and knowing that somehow you got your Hebrew words all backwards. That just went over your head. <laughs> Hebrew is red, what we consider backwards. You get it backwards and you didn't get it right. And you know what? You can't let those things get you down. You can't let the sin continue to bog you down because you see, you should have already given it over to Christ. We can't live in the past of our mistakes, of our sinfulness, of our disobedience. We can't be that way. Paul knows that. He's got blood on his hands and on his head because of Christians that he killed. He has to forget that. 
He has to give that to Christ and let go of it, forgetting what's behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, to what Christ calls us to be and calls us to do. I press on toward the goal. What is our goal? Our goal is not only heaven, but our goal is as we live and walk and breathe in this world that we take Christ, we live Christ, we breathe Christ in all that we do. We press forward in the midst of a world that wants to press us down. Repress forward toward the goal. What is the goal? To share Christ, to live Christ, and to help people understand that they too have a place for eternity. It comes by faith in Jesus Christ. We press for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul's not just talking about heaven here. The upward call is that call to lift high the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To not have our faces downcast in fear for what the world might do, but to look upward to the cross of Christ, holding it before our eyes and knowing that in Christ we are free. And knowing that in Christ it doesn't depend upon us, but it depends upon him and his arms spread wide. We press forward with confidence in Christ. See, it's that confidence and that upward call in Christ Jesus that allows us in the midst of a world that wants to tear us down to take our stand. It gives us the boldness to understand that we don't have to fear what the devil throws at us because our firm foundation is on the word of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that word made flesh. Here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. The words of Luther, but the words of all Christians as we stand on the truth, not caving, but proclaiming, not being ashamed, but going in all boldness. See, what Paul is trying to teach us is about pressing onward, pressing forward, living our lives on purpose. Purpose that is found in Christ alone. A purpose that is based on his word alone. My hope built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We sing the words, we know the words, 
call of God, that upward call, is to live the words. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.